0: Hello and welcome to Sound Waves, the official podcast of the Ellen MacArthur Cancer Trust. Earlier in the year, if you were a Grand Designs fan, you might remember Greg and Georgie. The young couple had both been through cancer, they'd both had experience with brain tumours and now here they were building their dream home together. Greg and Georgie met on a trust trip 10 years ago and following on from their amazing Grand Designs episode now seemed like the perfect time to check back in with them. They've since launched their website, GW Enterprises, which we talk about, and at the heart of it is raising awareness of brain tumours while continuing to lay out their plans for the future. It was seriously delightful getting to sit down with them over Zoom and hear how life's going. Just a small technical heads up, our connection wasn't the best, so we had some technical difficulties, so please do excuse one or two little audio blips. But having said that, pour yourselves a tea, get comfy and let's have a gab with the couple at the heart of one of the loveliest hours of TV ever. Greg and Georgie, how lovely it is to talk to you both. I think you managed to achieve the impossible by turning social media into a place of joy and harmony by your episode of Grand Designs. I've never seen so many people rooting for folk to succeed. What was the reception to the episode like?
1: Yes, so we were just totally overwhelmed by the response that we had and um... We just uh, we we can't believe um, the public and the, the support we've had.
2: We've actually we've been so completely blown away, and um, by by the encouragement and su- support that we've had, and um, yes, we just we just cannot believe how how kind people have been to us, and we really just wanted to share our story and um and and to give people a bit of hope. Yeah, we, we just cannot believe how how lovely everyone's been to us. We're just so thankful for, to everybody.
1: We've uh, we've uh, we kind of set out on applying for Grand Designs, well, number one, it's um, our favorite uh, TV show of all time. Um, kind of, it was a bread and butter staple viewing in my household and um, we grew up with it being shown every Wednesday night. My parents are big, uh, big fans of it as well. And we thought, hey, it would be a, a really good way of telling our story and raising some awareness for brain tumors and the charities that um, are close to our hearts.
0: So one of the things you mentioned was having a hosting room to give support to others with experiences of brain tumours. Can you tell us a bit about that?
1: Yes. Um, so it, it wasn't fully uh, explained or mentioned on the show, but when, when we sat down with the architects originally, we, we had have had this idea, well, ever since we kind of met really, that we, we'd like to really just share our experience with other sufferers and to hopefully give them a bit of support, give people a bit of a time out. Um, we, we, we both found um, our treatment really difficult. You know, it's a very uncertain period and in you're in your just after diagnosis really. Um, and you don't know where you're gonna be in six months time. And we're doing like f- five days on with the weekends off. And uh, I was living in central London at the time. And I found it very lonely and very hard. You're feeling really run down and ill from the treatment anyway and then you've got the weekends where you're not going in for radiotherapy. I think we both felt this building would really lend itself to to allow people to escape and come and um, come and meet us and, uh, and talk about anything they want to talk about, do as much or as little as they want to come and stay for a night and
2: um, yeah. Yeah we wanted to give people a bit of encouragement and support because you know we've we both been through through the wars and um and we sort of we we've struggled a lot and um and but we we wanted to show people that there there is hope and um that yeah we just like to encourage people and um yeah so share our story and, and to listen to other people's stories and to sort of yeah be able to help where we can as well.
1: And um we well we've both been through it. So it'd mm. be better to talk about it really.
0: And you set up GW Enterprises, which we'll come to more properly later on. But one of the things you mentioned on the website is having applied to Grand Designs to raise awareness of brain tumours, as you were saying. Can you tell us a bit about both of your experiences with brain tumours and what kind of awareness it is you want to raise?
1: Well, I think a lot of people um, aren't really aware that brain tumours actually kill more children than adults under the age of 40 than any other cancer. And um, yet it's still really heavily underfunded. Only 2% of uh, national investment is actually allocated to the brain tumor research. We we kind of found that staggering when we when we looked into it. And um, it's a
2: huge
1: killer. Um, but it, it just it just needs more more awareness and a bit more funding. And especially with COVID at least. This time, I think every charity has definitely struggled or, or found it hard and um we find it very very shocking that uh, that it's it is underfunded really March is actually um brain tumor awareness month and um there there's many things going on within the month, but uh, one of them is actually on the twenty seventh of March um It's wear a hat day and um this will hopefully Um, You can do anything you like on the day, but but wearing a hat is a key thing, and hopefully there will be lots of fundraising events going on and um, sponsorships for for different things. But um, we we hope the show itself, um, I know the Ellen MacArthur Cancer Trust has actually had quite a few donations come in. Um, You may have seen us wearing um, T-shirts as often as we could when filming was happening. And uh, yeah, we we really hope that that has helped. And I mean, the other biggest charity we were to us is the Ellen MacArthur Cancer Trust. So um, we we really wanted to raise a lot of awareness for you guys.
0: And as you're saying, it is Brain Tumor Awareness Month next month. So are there things that people listening to this can do to help or show their support? Is it about wearing that hat? Is it about reading up and realizing things that they didn't know before? Is it about donating? Those kind of things.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. Just what you said there, really. It is just to try and raise awareness for brain tumors. And I mean, that, that figure that, you know, it, it, it's a, it is the highest killer in children and adults under the age of 40 in, of the cancers, you know? Um, it, it, it's staggering, it's so underfunded, you know? Um, and ho- hopefully in Brain Tumor Awareness Month, um, a, lot of, a lot of funds could be raised into the research of it, really, and um, try and find better cures.
2: I think from, from my journey, I started, I was um, diagnosed with a malignant brain tumor when I was 10 and having been a really active child, um, I was really into my ballet dancing and gymnastics and, um, sort of thrown from that world of just being a normal child, um, into a completely different world, like completely parallel, um, world of, of cancer, um, at a really young age. Um, it is, it was a really awful, awful sort of thing. And, um, and then I sort of I've had the transition because I had um thyroid cancer when I was 20 as well um and then sort of since then I've had about um over 100 skin cancers as well so I might had quite a long journey of, of cancer and um the transition from yeah childhood to teenager to young adult and going through all those different um yeah it, it's it's a really it's a very it's a very long journey and, and it's it's a huge struggle and um all the time you're having to adapt to a, a different sort of lifestyle and and um, going through some, yeah, really, it it kind sort of affects everything, really. Your confidence, your 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 sort of whole whole world being turned upside down, and um, well, it is life changing.
0: Could you tell us a little bit about your history with the Ellen MacArthur Cancer Trust? But before talking about how you met, can you remember how you each felt on your first trip and what that was like?
2: Well, I I um I've done a couple of trips with this Ellen MacArthur Cancer Trust, and um in in my early twenties, and um. It it was absolutely amazing. I I mean, it was just meeting people who'd been through similar experiences and um, having some having some time with, with people who've been through the same same things. And um, and um, actually, it was on my second trip that I met Greg. Um, and uh, we were actually on different boats, sailing on different boats. But um, there's the lovely sort of time where you can all join in together to do to do activities. And um, yeah, that's how how we met
1: yeah i just uh I, I remember being introduced to georgie she was sitting sitting just under the the boom weren't you really and um yeah just that smile on her face and um yeah we we just grew a really strong friendship from that that first moment of meeting we we it turned out we both lived um near seven oaks or and um it, we just continued that friendship after after the the week sailing the trip itself i mean if you've If you've been through something as tough to then be invited as a guest, kind of fully independent i'd I'd been living back at home again um, after my illness to recover, and just you know to get out of the house and to to meet other similar like-minded young people who all had a story to tell. Um, it was just so exhilarating and grew, grew my confidence to no end, you know It was um yeah. Joy. <laughs> it was joy,
2: and also I've had a little. I've done a few little sailing trips before, just um, with family. But um, but it was just an amazing experience, just being meeting people that have you know mm. ha- had a really rough time as well, and um, and and being able to. You didn't necessarily have to be the best sailor at the end of it, but um, I think the friendships that grew from that, and um, mm-hmm. and these sort of bonds that you know they're, they're so special because. Um, all these other people have been through some terrible times as well, and being able to share those times without even having to say anything, um, and to be able to help each other and give each other confidence as well. And um...
1: and I, for one, I'd never been on a boat actually, so it was my first time ever sailing. And it's just it's such a good way to get uh, people kind of talking. You're excuse the pun, but you're all in the same boat, as such. Um, yeah, I just. Came out of my shell again, you know. I felt I felt like I'd recovered, you know, and it was probably the first time after my
0: illness that I can safely say that. Eventually, there does come a point where people get what they want or need from the trust, and they move on. So it's been really lovely to be seeing the what happens next part for both of you. So what did happen next after you met? Was it just a matter of staying in touch?
1: Yes, we just kind of arranged day outs and stuff. And we, we just became really good friends, didn't we? And a, a, as life has it, you know, um, we both had different love interests for, for several years, didn't we? And we, we were just friends. But as things grow and you suddenly start to see the light and, uh, yeah, we we've, yeah we fell in love. And um, we were, were dating for a couple of years. And, um, well, I just... Knew she was the
2: one,
0: <laughs> and you had a pretty epic engagement. Can you tell us what happened there? <laughs> well, um, yeah, I'd, um, I'd
1: I'd signed up to uh, a Spinnaker Tower abseil for the Ellen MacArthur Trust and um, raising sponsorship and everything like that. And we I'd had this thought, like I kind of I knew that Georgie was the one, and uh, so. I tied it in with um, sneakily uh, asking Georgie's father for permission. Uh, do do it all correctly and the right way, and then we we had this this the abseil book. So Georgie was going to come along and support. We dro- we set off that day and drove off down to Portsmouth, and in convoy. About half an hour later, Georgie's folks and my mum um set off as well uh unknown to georgie she just thought that she was coming along to support me uh doing something crazy and to raise some money for the charity so i rang the trust and spoke to ashton and um she said okay that's that's great she was like fully on for a proposal um and she was there taking photos sneakily and so, we got up to the viewing platform, which had been quite a horrible overcast day. But as soon as we got out the lift onto that viewing platform, kind of the clouds cleared and the sun came out, and you could see the Isle of Wight from there as well, where we first met. And yeah, I just I knew this was the right time, a moment to to pop the question. And also, I mean, it was open to the public that day. So there was, a Good 20 or 30 people up there doing it, and all of a sudden, this big spot cleared on the, the viewing platform in front of the glass. And um, dropped down one, one knee and uh asked Georgie to marry me. And um, yeah, what were your thoughts on that, George?
2: Well, I'd, I'd come along for the day to support Greg on his um, um, upsell down the Spinnaker Tower, and um, I was had literally no idea what was going to happen that day, um, and um. So when Greg uh, got down on one knee, I I sort of had no I I was not prepared in my head. Shock wasn't it? It was a great, was an amazing shock. But um, I really I couldn't I couldn't really believe it. And um, and he he asked me to, um, if I'd marry him, and I actually said, "Are you joking?" Uh, first of all, because I I it was so I was in such a shock.
1: Which which isn't what you really want to hear <laughs> when you've just proposed, but um. Luckily,
2: and then you asked me again, and um, I obviously said yes. Um, and yes, it was it was an incredible moment, and uh, it was very happiest moment of my life.
1: <laughs> yeah, you were bouncing for about half an hour, and uh, you you weren't meant to be doing. You're meant to be going back down in the lift and meeting us at the bottom. But what actually happened was that you you harnessed up, didn't you?
2: Yes, we we went we went down together. Yes, I was. I was meant to be going down um, in in the lift to take some photos of Greg at the bottom, um, but there there came an opportunity where the person that Greg was going to do an abseil with um, had had cancelled, and um, so so I, I decided to go down with him. And um, which I... was
1: incredibly brave, as I was um I was pretty apprehensive about doing it, and I'd been prepared for several weeks. With, um, <laughs> uh Georgie had uh, a split second decision. Yep, but I, th- I think you were on a. Kind of buzzing on adrenaline. Went you a bit? I
2: was, yep. <laughs> and yep. Um, so yes, we went down together.
1: Yep, smoothly. Nobody fell off the building or anything, and it was um, very good. And then at the bottom, another surprise.
2: We we got to the bottom, and suddenly my parents were there, and um, Grace's mum as well. And um, so that was another great surprise. And we've said goodbye to them that morning and waved them off. They waved us off, and um, and we we they were suddenly there at the bottom. So. And then some lovely flowers from Greg and um, yeah it was just it was amazing it was it was unbelievable
1: Mm. Uh, and it was just a really nice moment to be able to do with the trust you mm. know they got us together in the first place and to be able to you know seven years on be able to go back to the trust and um, propose through whilst raising some money for them as well
0: So we talked a little bit about the house you made at the start, but Georgie, can you also tell us about your needle felting and how you got into that? Because there are photos on your website and they are completely gorgeous, how did that come about?
2: Um, I think I've I've always been a creative person and um, I had to sort of channel my um, gymnastics and my energy side um, of of, of my life um, to to something else, and this um, being being creative and doing art um, something I could do even when I was feeling really unwell and um so I, I've always I've been always I could do photography I could go out into the garden and take photos of little things um like dandelions or little flowers and um, that's something I could do even if, when I had no energy and then I um then I learned how to um needle felt um which is a very lovely lovely craft and um and I, I make I make animals um there's a Christmas tree decorations, wedding cake toppers, um, pet commissions, brooches, all sorts of things. And um, I've taught some of my friends and family how to needle felt as well. And that's it's been great fun, actually. Had some... Yeah,
1: and now you've got a studio space of your own. Yeah. Uh, I don't have to live with balls of fluff on my <laughs> kitchen table and uh, getting in my tea and, you know.
2: <laughs> it does end up everywhere. You that can the, contain that it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and I think I think in in the future, it'd be after COVID, and when when it's safe again, it would be nice to um, to post some courses and to teach other people how to needle felt. Um, it's it's really good fun.
1: And uh, if people come to stay for a weekend as well, it mm. could be one of the, the skills. And yeah, you never know. I might teach them how to do some carpentry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so what are you both up to now? Tell us about GW Enterprises and what you're focusing on now.
1: Well, yeah, so. We, we, like we said, we, uh, we had a huge response and um, we actually launched a website uh, the day after we went on Grand Designs, um, which was really a platform uh, for people to get in contact with us, to share stories. We've had loads of emails from people who've been very touched or have a story similar to relate to us. And um, we've actually replied to probably every every email i think or we're trying to anyway um keep in contact so we've sent out hundreds so apologies if we haven't got back to you yet but um we've been trying our very hardest and each one is personal and customized uh and yeah just really to interact with people who've, who have watched the show mm-hmm. and we don't quite know yet i mean with the hosting room we can't do anything um, was COVID still about um, and I still have to finish it actually Um, it still needs a few coats of paint and uh, bits to do there but uh, we're we're also going to be trying to find a way of finding these people who might who might want to come and stay as well and we're hoping to maybe do it through a charity Uh, that's one thing we're doing Um, and actually we're still in lockdown you know Um, it's given me a, a lot of a lot of time to get the snagging list finished and finish the
2: house yep.
1: <laughs> which is good and um, my pub as well well our family pub is closed still so we don't know we've probably got several more months um, until i actually have to go back to pouring pints again
2: I've, I've actually through our website i've already done some um commissions for people of their dogs and um, um which has been good so um they've already been sent away Um. So that, that's been a, a good way of sort of getting people to see what, what our work and what we've done as well. And, um, and uh, hopefully, yes, hopefully we'll be able to um, host soon when, when COVID is... is, is
0: yeah, the... nipped in the butt. Yeah. <laughs> so just after we talked, Greg and Georgie sent over another little message about their plans for their host room, which is something they're clearly putting tons of thought into and have plans to really support people with. So here's that little message.
2: Greg and I really want our host room to feel a bit like a pit stop. We've found over the years that when we've been running on empty through the effects of treatment and everything else that cancer has thrown at us, that sometimes we've needed a rest and some time out. We want to help provide a little break and change of scene for people to hopefully feel a bit more refuel to carry on their
0: journeys. That's it for this week. A massive thank you to Greg and Georgie for joining us and you too for listening in. To keep up with Greg and Georgie, visit their website GW Enterprises, that's gw-enterprises.co.uk. As they said, next month is Brain Tumour Awareness Month, and you heard how much it would mean to them to do some research, take part in, wear a hat day, and shine a light on something we are still very much up against. I also want to thank players of People's Postcode Lottery whose support makes a real difference to people living through and beyond cancer. We couldn't do what we do without them. That's it for this week. Until next time, take care.